0: Whether you're looking for inspiration to get started or strategies to get growing, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Hey everyone, I am so excited to introduce you to our guest today, Regina. So I actually have no idea how I met Regina. I I don't think we can still figure out how we became friends, but we did, and I'm lucky for it. She is someone that I have admired from afar and close up. She is just the coolest, coolest person. She's a recovering perfectionist. As a professional, she's a coach. She's a speaker. She leads amazing women's circles. I love what she calls her sacred circle, the Red Hot Visionista. Sacred circle, such a gorgeous name. She has done lots of things that you may know about, not know about. She is part of Mike Dooley's team and over at Tut. And so if you get notes from the universe, that's that whole crew over there. And we'll have her tell more about what's alive for her today. Why I wanted to bring Regina on is she is a recovering good girl like me, but she went way, way more badass than I did. I mean, we're talking sex toys and some other stuff. So welcome, Regina.
1: Hey, Patty. I'm so excited to be here and to talk to you. How fun. Yeah. And congratulations on this podcast. It's so valuable. And so uh, you're having such great conversations. And I'm so honored to be part of it. Thank you.
0: Well, thank you for being part of it and talking about sex toys and something else. I think...
1: <laughs> I- <laughs>
0: That's not the highlight of our conversation, by the way, for my producers who are listening. Please don't make that the name of this podcast. It is not <laughs> Sex Toys and Recovering Good Girls, or maybe I've now made it be Sex Toys and Recovering Good Girls. So, Regina, tell me tell me what's like big for you right now. You just wrapped up an event, didn't you?
1: I did. I am in the middle of sort of this ru- this is my busy season and so I did in September I did a big event with my leadership circle where we really explored the queen archetype and how that's related to our power and looked at the dark queen which is portrayed you know when you're a kid nobody wants to be a queen everybody wants to be a princess because the queens are all Ugly and evil and bad. So, we really looked at how that messaging has affected us and stepping into our own power. So, that was super fun. And then I went to Cancun, where I led the Red Hot Visionista retreat, where we looked at the relationship with our bodies. Because, you know, we're women and we all have complicated relationships with our bodies. And then I did this soul hydration. Yes. And then we did the soul hydration vacation, which was a great way to sort of wrap that up, uh, which is five days, where we looked at the magical child and the wise woman, and of course the red hot visionista. And then next week I go to Hawaii to work with Mike Dooley at Solapalooza. So this, this is this is the season. Sweet
0: Jesus. I'm getting, I'm having heart palpitations thinking about all of that.
1: Yeah, well, you know, during this time, it's also a great time to really sink in and practice so many of the things that I teach other women because it is and has been challenging to kind of balance all of these parts and pieces and still take really good care of myself.
0: Which is such a good lead-in to my number one question that I ask all my guests, which is, So what is your definition of wealth? Because that's a big piece of the puzzle. It's the big piece of the puzzle why I started this particular podcast was I've become obsessed with figuring out what people are doing that are creating wealth in a way that like honors every aspect of wealth, not just the money piece of it. So
1: how do you define wealth? Great question. And so fun to to get different answers. And for me, I feel like it's really the abundance. Of choice and being fully expressed in my essence. And that, you know, and that means also something I teach my Red Hot Visionistas, which is really like I get to be the leader of my life without guilt and without apology. And that feels very wealthy to me to be able to say that and to live that way. And
0: was it always like that for you? No. (laughs) So. No, dun, dun, dun. time to talk about the heroine's journey. So tell me what <laughs> that was like, what was that journey like for you? Because I know you, you know, you and I were very similar in terms of being like perfectionists. like mm-hmm. from childhood, figured out how to control our environments by just, you know, crossing all the T's and dadding all the emotional I's,
1: right? Yes. Yeah. So- and well, you know, when I started off, I really was like a, ma- I was a magical child, you know. I believed in fairies and mermaids and you know all of those things. And it, it wasn't until you know life happened and I started to grow up and I got really disillusioned and all of the things you just talked about and really, well, you know, realized I wasn't going to grow up to be a mermaid because someone told me they weren't real. Ah, oh, I stop. know, stupid grown ups. Mm-hmm. So I did. I bought into the belief that, okay, in order to be okay and to have the happily ever after, then I needed to do things the right way. And that for me was like, okay, I'm going to get good grades. I'm going to go to a good school. And then classic good girl i'm going to be an elementary school teacher i'm going to marry a nice boy i'm going to buy a house i'm going to have a baby i'm going to live happily ever after because that was sort of the message that was sent to me that this is this is what you do and so i did it all of it in just the right order and then you know had that moment where i woke up with my happy healthy crying 8-month-old and was like why am i so miserable hmm. and the shame of that was so was the hardest part because I felt like I have the things that everybody wants. You know, I, I have a healthy baby. I, I have a home. I have a husband who loves me. I have a Vitamix. Uh, why, why do I feel this empty and this, like, I felt like a laminated, glossy shell. I was just putting on the show. And then, of course, what happens? Like, when you're pretending, your whole body revolts. I think that's uh, a quote by Anais a nice Nin. And so I started having chronic laryngitis, autoimmune issues, back issues. I cracked my teeth from clenching my jaw so hard. And it was really like this, like I realized it was like the suppression of my magic, the dehydration of my soul. I completely had disconnected from my own essence and my passions and my dreams in order to just be what I thought everyone wanted me to be, which is this image of the perfect mom and the perfect wife and, you know, all of those things. And so... That led into some inquiry into myself, like, why and what's going on? And every once in a while, you hear that voice in the back of your head, that one that nudges you in a direction that does not make any sense and is not logical at all, but sort of says this unlikely path might be the path of healing. And so, good girl, shocker to everyone, I signed up with my little sister. (laughs) Well, really, my little sister signed me up to start selling sex toys. Best part of the story. Something I
0: did not know about you. It's why I talked about it a lot at the beginning. Because when I was reading your bio, I was like, shut the front door. She (laughs) sold sex
1: toys. Did not know this. I mean,
0: elementary
1: school teacher to... Uh, stay at home mom to selling sex toys. And here's the thing. When it first got presented to me, I was like, no way. Cause my sister started, but she pulled, she pulled on the good girl, you know, guilt. she pulled the good girl guilt card on me and said, but you know, Regina, you're my sister. You have to support me. And I'm, I just started with this company. Why don't you have a party for me? Because I was like, no way that's disgusting. There's no way I'm going to let my friends come to something like this. uh uh-uh, Uh, no way really like in my judgment. And turns out she came down because I felt bad. Luckily I had a girlfriend who brought all of her friends. So I barely had to you know, have anyone there. And my sister did the presentation and she was funny and she was educational. And then I got up and I went to the bathroom and I started crying in the bathroom because I realized that what she was talking about, like feeling pleasure in your body and feeling empowered around your body and and feeling connected, uh, and intimate with your partner. I just was like, I didn't really know that that was possible and realized I completely shut off and disconnected that for myself, especially like after having a child, I had just disconnected. And so I came out of that bathroom. You go into a private ordering room, if you've ever been to these parties before. And I did what, any good girl would do i looked my sister straight in the face and i said okay i'm going to take a candle and a book <laughs> that's it everything on your order form that is not a sex toy i will take that <laughs> i will have that and so that was my first experience i got home i read the book which i think it was called like great sex for moms or something like that and i cried and cried and, and cried through those chapters and then again it was like i said it was that voice that just said this is the thing so, I you know you what I
0: I want to just jump in here for a second and really congratulate you, or that's probably not the right word. I, I just want to admire you because. because going into immediate connection to how you felt about this, I think is such a powerful step to take. And to have the courage to allow yourself to feel what you were feeling in that moment, I think is. That's amazing. That's amazing that you were able to do that, that you didn't go to resentment or anger or like humor or all of the other fallback positions that I think so many of us take
1: when our sexuality is in question. Yeah. Thank you. And I honestly look back at that time and feel strongly like there was this sort of divine touch and messaging to me that said, hey, like, it's okay. And look at this and go toward this. And it, I, I signed up. It took me three months. And it, so, if you know anything about direct sales, that's an insane amount of time for me to then have my first party. But I was so terrified. And the good girl in me had to research. I had to really research and learn about things before I could get up and start saying those words and talk about this. But I did. And when I got up finally and did my first few parties, you know, there was something that really happened for me in that. I started telling my story and I started connecting with other women. And I realized what I was doing was not actually about the toys and their speeds and how they vibrate, (laughs) but it was really about helping women connect back to themselves, to their desires, and reclaiming parts of themselves that maybe they thought were broken or weren't okay. And that is really what completely, honestly, changed my life and my course and my trajectory. And I'm so thankful to that company. because uh, I, you know, I ended up going on mm-hmm. and becoming a one of the top saleswomen and one of the top recruiters, the top recruiter one year in the company. And that's also how I, you know, ended up doing what I do now is all of that experience.
0: So I actually have a business question then about that. Mm-hmm. What Do you do or did you do in those moments like, because that's such a, that's such an emotional journey to begin with, like for you to go and open up to this and then to find entrepreneurship through this doorway of healing, which is a lot of people's journey, but this one's kind of a little bit different. But then there's the whole, just the journey of being an entrepreneur and direct sales on top of it when you've got good girl stuff going on and people have ideas about, I mean, people have ideas about direct sales. They have ideas about sex toys. They have ideas about moms working. Like what, did you have any crises around that?
1: Yeah, it really, so part of why it was such a catalyst was because there was such a part of me that did not want to cause any conflict, hold any boundary. You know, like I didn't want to hold any boundaries. I didn't want to make a fuss. I didn't. I wanted people to like me. So all of those things came up in the direct sales. I had a woman who I, you know, sometimes when you're a new mom and you feel that moment of like desperation to find connection and friends on the playground, and I did one day have. A woman who I really connected with. We said, okay, let's meet at the YMCA and work out together. And then I gave her my number, which was on my card. And when she saw my card and what I did, she took her son by the hand and she walked off. Shut up. Yes, I live in the South. So it was confronting for her. And good God. She walked off. And I had that moment of like, see, this is a sign I should quit. I should. You're sinning. You are a sinful, sinful. Little girl. Yeah. And this is not going to work. And I need to, I need to get out of this and not do this anymore because you know, what, what are people going to think? Oh
0: God, yeah. that bothers me so much, mm-hmm. but, but it probably, cause it's just triggering my shit. So we'll just move on. <laughs> Let's back, back to you, Regina. Um, okay. Yeah. So you became like super successful in this particular direct mm-hmm. sales market. Mm-hmm. What, caused you to take the leap into creating your own, like your business, you know, the direct sales model, you're, you have a lot of freedom and you're an entrepreneur, but you're, you're basically confined to their model yes. and you left and you created something on your own. What, or maybe you, did you jump to Mike Dooley's team and then your own? Uh,
1: no, good question. Uh, I didn't, I started, I started on my own and it was, that was a difficult moment because I as you know, in direct sales, like I had built something and I had been speaking and I realized I had been coaching. So while I was in direct sales, I got exposed to a lot of personal development uh, and, and programs and people. And that's when I got my coaching certification and I kind of became a workshop junkie and I started taking all kinds of certifications and learning all kinds of things. And in my mind, it was like, oh, I'm just helping my business and my team that I had built and all of that. And then at some point it was realizing that there was this ache inside of me to be more of a messenger Mm. and that what I had in those moments, either at a team meeting or at a party, is I I had a desire to go deeper and I needed more of a platform, but I was really too afraid to leave what I had that was working, even though it wasn't fulfilling me anymore.
0: Yeah. I want to stop there because I want you to kind of go to that moment too, or moments. So now you've got like, you kind of have the, uh you basically have this thing that so many people want. You have like a passive income stream. Granted, it's not totally passive because you have to actively work your team. And, and But you have what most women or most people that go into direct sales want and take direct sales off the table. You have something that is hard for a lot of people to leave behind. You have this business that you built, it's a consistent source of income, you do it well. Mm-hmm. Something's calling you somewhere else. How did you sell the, the business? Did you hand it off to your sister? Like right. how did you navigate the the actual dollar decisions in that time yeah. period?
1: Good question. It was a diff it was a difficult time. And what ended up happening was I had been a, there was a woman that I had met who had done my coach training, and she was certifying coaches. And she sort of took me in under her wing, and I had been working, volunteering doing these eight day trainings with her. And I kind of just felt like, you know what, this is how I'm going to transition. Like I was thinking, I'm going to start building things on the side. But I also realized that pretty much everything in my sphere, anyone who I was coaching or any speaking I was doing was all encompassed in this direct sales company. And I knew that if I left it just the kind of way that it was, it's like, you're kind of out. And so I, I didn't know what to do. And then the woman who was doing these coach trainings said, okay, you know, she kind of picked me. And that's so seductive when you get chosen. And mm. like, you're the one, you're going to do this. And so I really just like took that as the sign and I pretty much just, just kind of dropped my business. I really just kind of handed over my team. I stopped really working in my business and I put all of my energy and effort into doing this other thing. And then wouldn't you, have, wouldn't you know it, it didn't work out there. She, after a little while was like, you know what? I was wrong. You're not ready, which I heard as you're not good enough. And Mm -hmm. then I just felt like, oh my gosh, what have I done? I have lost everything and I have to build everything from the beginning and I'm so stupid. And why did I do this? And, and I, and I really, because it was so much of my heart and so much of my dream, I, you know, really went into that place of I'm not good enough. I'm never going to have what I you know what I really want to do and I really thought I would just go back but thankfully I just very slowly picked myself up and started small and took you know side jobs I worked for another coach and did coaching for another another coach I you know did some almost like Admin kind of work for another coach. Like I just took side jobs and just slowly built my own stuff until I got back up. And then as I was getting back up, I met Christina Dunbar. We started the Bye Bye Good Girl movement. And that is also when I stepped into working for Mike. And as it turns out, all of that work that I had done with the other woman who I was going to help certify coaches, all the things I learned, all the things I had done, that was actually the exact same thing that Mike Dooley needed. And so you know, that didn't work out. It fell apart. But then this opportunity opened up and it was really perfect for both of us.
0: And I love that like in hindsight, you can Mm -hmm. see like, okay, seductive message, you're chosen, which gave you the courage to jump ship, Mm -hmm. right? And then, sorry, wrong. You're not the one. I thought you were, you're not. So screw you. And then every step of the way, it feels like, You can choose, you know, like Albert Einstein. I have this quote on my wall you can choose to see everything as a miracle or nothing as a miracle. And you can just, as you tell the story, you can see all these miracles playing out. But when they're in, when you're inside of it, it feels like you're going through hell,
1: right? Yes. And so much doubt and so much just wondering, you know, do I keep following this? This like this purpose that I feel I have or this desire that I want. And am I crazy to keep believing this?
0: Yeah. And you did, you
1: crazy girl. I did. And look what happened. I know. Success. It did. And and it wasn't overnight. You know, it really was just staying true to what I believed and what I wanted to create and building it in my own way, using my intuition. I I give so much credit to my intuition because, you know, I wouldn't have joined the direct sales sex toy game if it wasn't for that nudge. And I, you know, all of the pieces I wouldn't have done if I hadn't been guided and following that versus my good girl training, which is you do what's logical. You do what makes sense.
0: Mm. And what, what can be proven externally to have been the right choice. Mm -hmm. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Screw those shoulds. Yeah. Screw them. Okay. So many questions. So and and so now you have this successful thriving business, right? And you have this fun, cool partnership with Mike. I'm I'm putting words into mm-hmm. your mouth, but you just like I feel like we need to fast track the story so we can get to the juicy yes. parts. Is that do you feel like that's a fair representation of yeah. where you're so now? great. Mm-hmm. And how many how many years from that moment that you had that tear-filled bathroom experience with the sex toys? I don't know why, but I'm gonna just have so much fun saying sex toys over and over <laughs> in this interview. How many years since that?
1: Oh goodness. Uh that was 14 years ago. Yeah. Good.
0: I just wanna I, I think it's so important to highlight, first of all, the fact that you took side jobs and and the time frames because I think so many people, especially when they're creating wealth with purpose, which is a whole different journey than if you're just making money, you're going to hit all of these road bumps and there's so many ideas out there of like especially the internet marketing world that like financial success comes quickly, that you find your niche, that you find your messaging that you find blah 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 like instantly or if you pay enough for the right coach, you'll have it within a year yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that doesn't actually yeah. happen. So, so talk to me, I forget how you said, was it that your soul hydration? So what's soul dehydration? Like what causes the need for soul hydration?
1: Yeah. Soul dehydration. So I, I feel like that's a little bit of what I described, uh, when I was having that moment of kind of waking up and like, oh, I have all these things. I have the things I've achieved, the things that you're supposed to want, but I'm just not happy inside. I'm not fulfilled inside. And so, in that, I meet a lot of women who, you know, might be successful in their work or in their business, but there's there's just Something that feels like it's missing. And I often feel like that's that connection to our essence and that connection to our soul. And there's a couple of things that when I do the soul hydration vacation that I talk about that I think is essential to what our soul is asking us for. You know, one is, well, one is sharing our stories and being seen and heard and witnessed and having. Uh, conversations that aren't about what's on Netflix and the weather and, you know, just what our kids are doing. But wait, wait, but what about this is us? Okay, Can well, yeah. There, I mean, we, there's a lot we could talk about with this is us. That's true. That is true. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, having real conversations, soul conversations about what is actually going on with us because we're so good at putting on the mask and pretending we're fine or just like bitching. But not like what is the core of what's happening. There's, you know, singing, dancing, creating, like those things that when we are kids, really we connect to. But then what happens? We grow up and we're told like we're not good singers or we're not good artists or we're not perfect at it. So we kind of cut those things out of our lives that actually fuel our soul. And then of course, stopping and being in nature and having stillness and reflection. And so much of our busy lives, we're like going from one thing to the other and doing and these pieces we don't we don't have. And that's where we feel filled up, where our soul feels hydrated.
0: Mm love that cuz i talk about soul infusions and soul infused businesses but when i talk about that i talk about when there's something not cl- like working for you in your life or your business it's because you've moved too far away from what your soul's asking you to do and i thought maybe this would be similar but it's the it's almost like the cure to that is that you've got to actually feed your soul even to be able to hear yes. your soul yes yeah. right
1: another Oh, Otherwise, so good. it'll be. Yeah. Uh, it's a, the end of a long day, and what do I need? A glass of wine and Netflix. And not saying that I'm not guilty of that. I am, but that's actually not what your soul needs for you in order to like relax and to listen and to go, you know go inward. Crap, because my plan for tonight
0: was Netflix and wine, and now I feel like you're telling me that I should do the meditation that someone gave me. So screw you, <laughs> Regina. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm
1: here for.
0: Okay. So we're almost at time. So I need to get to our last question. But before we do, I know you have a couple of uh, things that, that tie into all of this stuff we've been talking about that you... Are happy to gift the listeners with. So, can you just tell uh, tell them about the the five
1: minute ritual that you yes. offer? Well, because we are, th- this play is imperfect. Exactly what I'm talking about. We need little ways to connect back into our soul and have that. And because we're all busy people with lives and things to do, I created and well, I really, I honestly, Patty, this is like one of the you're one of the first audiences that I'm giving this out to. It's brand new. <gasps> Very. You, know, lucky you lucky, lucky so devils. lucky, lucky devils. Go ahead. What do you do? And- I'm not going to lie and tell them I sit there and meditate for an hour and a half and then journal for 30 more minutes. I have a five-minute ritual. It's five things I write down, five things that I connect to. And all of that is in there. But it's it's basically like, what are you releasing? What are you focusing on? What are you celebrating and acknowledging in yourself? Uh, what have you learned? Like What's your BAM for the day? And then what is your heart swell joy? Like what is those things, those moments that you can relive mm-hmm. from the day? You know, like just seeing your kid in their Halloween costume and just sipping your coffee and looking out at the deer in your yard or whatever it is, but reliving those in five minutes and it gives you confidence and connection and helps you kind of move through your day. So I love that. Now I have a very important mm-hmm. question about that.
0: You do it while <laughs> drinking wine.
1: Yes. Yes, you can at the end of the day. Because I actually start, I started off thinking I was going to do this at the beginning of the day. And now it's really moved to the end of the night ritual. So that's perfect. You can do that. And the other thing I have is a, okay. a fun little quiz to find out what your top sabotaging gremlin is, especially those gremlins that are keeping you from building the wealth and the purpose that you want to do, even though they seem like really justifiable reasons of why you can't do that thing or get it going. Like there's the wishy washy gremlin who's like, you know, is it this logo or is that, am I going to do it this way? Or am I going to do it that way? And because you're, in the indecision, which feels really real, but really it's just preventing you from making the decision so you don't have to move forward. So there's five of those yes. gremlins, uh, wishy-washy, the busy gremlin, the scholarly gremlin, the perfectionist gremlin, the good girl gremlin, all of those. And you can find out what your top five, what your top gremlin is out of those five. And it's like a five question quiz and you'll learn all that. <gasps> everyone loves quizzes. I think everyone...
0: As conscious as we get and as much self-help and all that crap that we do, we still want the short quiz that's yes. gonna tell us that's who what we it are, is. Right. And that's what it nice. Nice. So um, okay, that's awesome. And we'll put um you can get that at I feel like saying saying your website might be spelled wrong. So we'll put it in the show notes, but it's dot forward slash podcast. Yeah. Did mm-hmm. I get that right? That's where, and we'll put that in the show notes. So um, my last two questions are, and you can answer them together separate is, so what is your purpose? I think you talked a lot about that already, but I've said, oh, I think you've already answered that question. And guests have said, no, I haven't. And gone on to give a five minute answer. So by all means, and when you think about, you know, the person that's listening, right. And, and just an earlier version of yourself, she's sitting there, she's got kids or she's got something that's hanging her up, that's holding her back. Um, or she's really on the, some part of your journey pursuing wealth with
1: purpose. What's, what's the piece of advice you'd give her? Great. sorry, right. Two questions. Hit it, Regina. I'll make it quick. So first I do think that, Purpose is a question that people can get hung up on because they start worrying. Like, first, I have to find the perfect soulmate, and now I have to find the perfect purpose. Oh my gosh, how do I do this? And I think that, like, purpose is really that place where we feel alive and fulfilled and joyful and contributing. And sometimes there is a specific way that you can express that. And sometimes it's to ask yourself that question of, like, how can I? feel purposeful and be in purpose in the moment. But overall, Mm. I feel my purpose is really to just, to inspire a deeper sense of self-love and acceptance of all the parts of ourselves. And I think that goes back to, you know, what I learned uh, in direct direct sales and really like the places where we have shame and where we think they're broken or that we're not enough and really helping to heal that. I, I, feel like that's my purpose and also a mission I feel passionate about. And as for advice, I have, this is what I think. I, my advice would be if you're pursuing wealth and honoring your purpose, my advice would be to prioritize three things that you probably don't think to prioritize. One, I would say prioritize play, prioritize solitude, and prioritize sisterhood and so play you know we we often think that that is if we have fun that's a bonus at the end of the day or at the you know if we do something that's fun but play isn't often part of our regular thing that we prioritize and yet you know the busier we are the bigger our dreams the more play is essential because play is about believing in possibility, accessing our imagination, our creativity, and our problem-solving skills, and our connection to our own magic. And when we play, right, things like open up for us in a way that we can't uh, have and access when we are just doing and busy. And that goes right along with also prioritizing solitude and. Uh, when i say that i mean uninterrupted unplugged input free time because we live in this world of technology where we can be alone but we're not unplugged and we're still receiving input and when we're receiving input you know we are reacting to the thoughts and the ideas and the energy and the problems of everyone else and when we mm. yeah and Preach. we're reading and we're responding to texts and we're scrolling facebook and really we need time to let our mind Play, (laughs) our mind to wander, and for us to then listen, right? We have to quiet the outside world so that we can hear ourselves. And when we do that, that is where we can find clarity. Um, We balance out ourselves emotionally and we find the courage to do what our soul is telling us to do. And then the third part of that is prioritizing sisterhood. And that could also mean community because we need other people who we can take our masks off with, who can see us, and who are celebrating us. And we don't feel like we have to downplay that. Or when we're feeling weak, they remind us who we are, of who we are and hold us in our highest self. And uh, I, that's, I think, why I'm so passionate about circles is finding a group of people who can support you through all of that is essential. So, that's my answer, prioritizing play, solitude, and sisterhood. Love it.
0: Awesome. All right. So I know they can see your website at ReginaGarabee, which we'll put in the show notes, jo- dot com. Is there any social media or anywhere else that you want people to find you?
1: Yeah, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. And you can also, I also have a Facebook community called Red Hot Still Women, which is fun too.
0: Which so obviously for all you men listening, this is ideal for you. (laughs) Awesome. All right. We'll put those links in the show notes as well. Regina, thank you. Thank you so much for being here today. Are there any last tidbits, any last message, anything you want to say before we um, bid farewell? No, just go play and buy sex toys. And buy sex toys. I love it. I got to say sex toys again. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you, everyone. Have an awesome day. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Wealth and Purpose podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found us. It fills my heart when I read a review and helps us reach many more people. So thank you.